Thoughts, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Joining me, Mikey Meatballs, Fiddling with the Knobs, Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the Parley Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How we doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? You guys have been dynamite on extrapoints.com where you give out free picks every single day for like 520 straight days. Some are better than others. And lately, you've been mopping up here. Three for three yesterday, Harry, between the three of you? Easy. Yep. Easy, too. Go ahead. You had the soccer game in the morning, right? Soccer game in the morning, under two and a half, Wolverhampton, Man U. 0-0 halftime. Easy. Wolverhampton scores in like the 80th minute. one nothing final. Bry, do some bragging. What did you have on extra uh, points? Yeah, I had the Grizzlies getting seven and a half, and they won. That was a blowout against the oh Nets that they God. won. So that was, that oh, was nice. Yeah. That was nice. Parley kid, you finished it off for three for three. What a sweep. Yeah, I had Vucevic uh, over <laughs> 11 and a half rebounds. Ends up with 15. Uh, going away. He had nine and a half. It was a piece of cake. Listen, piece of cake is nice, except I'm on this diet. And by the way, thank you guys. Not I've been on for like two minutes. No one's mentioned how much weight I've lost in January, but whatever. That's fine. I'll let it go. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, <laughs> by the way, you've made in four days in January, you've made people enough money that they could gamble for free probably the rest of the year. And we did it again on Monday night football. What a terrible game. What a terrible game. Browns 26. I'm sorry. Steelers 26. Might as well have been the Browns 26. Steelers 26, Browns 14. I said 27, 14. I'll get better at this. I promise. Um, Harry picked Deontay Johnson, although he said DeAndre Johnson to score the first touchdown. <laughs> if you put in DeAndre Johnson, does FanDuel pay you, Paulie? I don't know what happens there. but <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I recovered. I, I recovered. Harry, what kind of odds did you get? Plus 650 on that? Plus, six, plus 650, yep. All right, now it's a remarkable run here. I don't know that it'll ever end, but this first touchdown scorer, Harry and Brother Bry have been, uh, have been carrying us here, especially Brother Bry in the college football semifinals. But my God, we win, and we're going to do this. I wonder how this manifests itself because we do the co- we do the uh, sorry the playoff version of this where we do this every single playoff game. Mm. I think we're going to be able to make that available to the public too to jump on with us the first touchdown okay. pool. So that'll be fun. Uh, other props I had in that game at over 20 and a half for the Steelers and plus a half in the second half. I blind betted on FanDuel that they would outscore uh, the Browns in the second half. And they did. They needed that crazy Najee Harris run at the end. Thank you, Najee. I don't know how many fantasy games were swung with that run. We're going to have Jen Piacenti join us later on. Maybe she knows the answer. But for God's sakes, Brian, that was insane. That, that, that uh, Najee gets the run. Everybody who has Chubb gets screwed. Been, <laughs> I've seen dozens and dozens of screenshots of horrible losses in fantasy, but that was something else for us by the spread and everything yeah, else. Yeah, when he broke through the line, did you think he was <clears> – Def, did you think he was scoring? Did you think he was going to slide down? Like, what did you think was happening there? Did, I thought he'd go down, but you have yeah. to think if you're a Steeler and you guys are scoring one touchdown a game as a team, yeah. uh, plus, like, you got to get, you yeah, got to cross no, that, right? Yeah, you should, yeah, you should go in. I mean, Cleveland wasn't, Cleveland right. was not scoring twice in that, in that no, last but at the, sa- at the same time, Bri, I mean, for the whole Big Ben situation, if Najee slides down, the game is obviously over and Ben just takes a knee and still gets the applaud and gets the uh, uh, all the uh, fan support and everything. He still got it anyways, but because of the pick. 
What are you well, talking about? What? <laughs> I'm saying if Najee goes down, well, if Najee takes sentence? an out, Ben takes yeah. a knee. Ben takes a knee. And yeah, then yeah. he gets all, you know, then everything celebrating for everyone celebrating for him. But if he, but since but he, he scored, anyway. Cleveland got the, he got lucky because they got the pick. All right. You wanted well, Najee to take a knee, right? No, I'm just I saying I agree with you. I, I, I'm saying take I, a knee. I said I agree with you that he should have taken a knee. Probably. Oh. But I, was gonna take I don't even say he should have. I don't well, know. Did well, anyone say that? Well, <laughs> well Sal, you uh, he said he thought uh, he was going to. Uh, you you, you oh, also yeah. had May. Didn't you also have Mayfield to throw an interception on the so second half? So that was crazy. Too, which yeah, is so we, even we crazier. at halftime. And it wasn't even his fault. I mean, he threw that ball. <laughs> it was a completed pass. It was just like kind of stolen. Uh, from the receiver, yeah. <laughs> and they count that as an interception yeah. with six seconds left. Barley kid, I don't know what happened, but the quarterback play, our friend Alec sent us the QBRs this week of the bottom, I don't know, what, 16, 18 quarterbacks. I've never seen anything like it. They're all in the 30s. I don't know what happened. I think since you hung it up as a senior at John Glenn High School, the quarterback play has gone down, despite what uh, Dave Damashek wants to say about quarterback saturation. I suspect we'll see some good quarterback play in the playoffs, but it is unbelievable what some of these night games have been producing. The only thing I can attribute it to, Sal, is the defenses have caught up to the offenses. Uh, uh, even though the league, the league rigged the rules to favor the offense, right. it seems like uh, it doesn't seem to be doing that anymore uh, for whatever reason. Um, but I just think that these uh, secondary players and these edge pass rushers Mm. have become uh, just as skilled as the receivers and uh, the offensive linemen uh, that they're going against, if yeah. not more. And uh, it's really turned the game around. It's becoming, which isn't bad. Uh, you know, it's getting back to maybe where teams are going to see more teams starting to run the ball and running backs meaning more to teams. You would think so. You would think Nick Chubb would get more than a dozen. Uh, well, I'm not complaining because I want a fantasy league. But you no, think, I know. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great point, Sal. So for somebody that uh, I needed Chubb to have a huge game to win one of my fantasy leagues last night, yeah, I I, I get people say I can't believe that about Chubb. I I believe it. Um, Harry can believe it uh, because <laughs> Harry had Chubb as well, right, Harry? Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, and you know, um, Chubb, you know, Chubb yeah. never carries the ball more than twenty times a game, ever, yeah. even on a good day, and and playing in a meaningless game. Were they going to give him the ball more than 10 times? I guess they weren't. So, right, if they were really looking to win that game, he would have carried the ball 20 to 25 times minimum. So that's the thing. Were they game. really, uh, conspiracy theories aside, were they trying to win? Because we, we went back and forth between, wow, Stefanski is the worst. Co what is going on here between the weird timeout at the end right. and everything else also? To, oh, maybe he's a genius. Maybe you have to show that Baker is not... Uh, does right. not have the goods. This puts a nail on it. Yeah. Although well, if you're looking to trade the guy, that doesn't, it didn't help your matters uh, yesterday. And secondly, you get the better draft pick. The Brown season was over, right? Right. And who's the one guy on that offense you don't need getting hurt in that right. game? It's Chubb, right? It's Chubb. So, I mean, they well, have another the one left. We'll see what they do with them. But we did well, see a 300 yard passing game, except it was. Both quarterbacks combined. <laughs> 40. Brutal. 40 for 84, brother Bri. 308. Well, I, I mean, don't know what we're watching anymore. The combined quarterback play, I was saying it was like, I, I thought watching that, that was like the worst combined quarterback play I've seen. But I feel like I've said mm -hmm. that a lot. And we saw Glennon and Fromm play too. And it was just like, the only thing I could say is like, the balls thrown were so poorly thrown. Like a million, between the batted balls, I mean, 
the amount of balls that are just, especially from Ben, I mean, but Baker was doing it too, just like in the dirt right away, right? Like mm-hmm. not, you know, just rushing their feet and just throwing it in oh, the dirt. Yeah. So the, the, the throne. No. So I, I, yeah. And I don't know what's going on with Baker. I mean, the fact that like he is so fr- like, He's always frantic now in the pocket. I was like, I, I was telling a friend, this reminds me of Carr. After Carr's injuries, I felt like he, to his leg, I felt like for a few years, he was very jittery in the pocket. He was mm-hmm. never that comfortable. I I think that's, I mean, I think that's Baker. I know he got sacked a million times last night, but sometimes it was it was his own fault. Yeah, I, I was talked about this on Extra Points. Like, Stefanski, unless you're like a top three or four quarterback, I don't care who you are, you're not finishing that game after halftime, right? Like Case Keenum would have been put in third quarter. I don't even know what I'm saying here. I, I, I'm not saying he blew the game on purpose, but why it was such an obvious move to take him out in the third quarter. And they didn't, I mean, if, if not for his safety, <laughs> maybe that would be the reason, but I don't know. I don't know why they left them in. Um, but other yeah. than that, Harry might be a jinx because we see him, or you don't see him, but we see him wearing a golden girls t-shirt. Now, Harry, you may have, um, I don't want to, I don't think the Fed should bring you in for questioning, but this Betty White thing is uh, very coincidental. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was something where, you know, when she passed away, uh, I've been wearing these shirts, obviously, on the show, and Ken got me three of them. I wear them wherever. And I'm telling you, every time I go out in public with these shirts on, I get comments left and right. 10, 15 at a time, love the shirt, love the show. And, you know, and then I said, Betty White's, and then people tell me she's the only one alive, right? Yeah, she's not. I said, turns 100 in January. Said it, mm. I must have done it 50 times. And she died the day before January hit. I think you're getting compliments because people are excited that you're actually wearing a shirt in public. But um, <laughs> I don't know. A baby face Joel Salmon, what do you think about this? The Harry curse uh, looms its ugly head again. Uh, just, I mean, pl- please don't wear uh, any uh, uh, shirts of, of people that, I'm a fan of, I guess. Yeah, they have the Jenner trifecta shirts. You go to shop.com slash extra points. Don't don't put one on, Harry. I don't know that they have them in your size, but don't <laughs> please don't do it. Don't do it. Don't jinx this crew here. <laughs> shitty, uh, shitty material, the shirt anyway. Well, ba- babyface will buy that off of you for $250, right? What does that get, Joel? It'll get us a lot. But also, Sal, more importantly, I, I, you've taught me a lot of things in the last year, uh, mostly yeah. when we do bits not to make fun of people with uh, neck tattoos was the big one. Yes, right. Uh, yeah. Also, you told me not to bet with my heart, and I, I learned that the hard way. Well, what I mean, how many passes is Big Ben? You're referring to Big Ben, the big homecoming. We should talk about that for one second. Like, he, he did it. Uh it's as good a result as you could ask for, for someone who really had trouble passing the ball yesterday. <laughs> they went oh, by 12 man. points against the Browns. But um, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, you wanted to bet his over passing yards. I mean, he dropped back the pass. How many times, bro? I didn't separate it, but <laughs> he, have, he had over 50 attempts, didn't he? Yeah, I was going to say he, he was, yeah, around 50. 46? Is that what I'm saying? Or is that four, a, yeah, yeah, 24 upper, for 46. Upper 40s, yeah. But yeah. His, for, uh, 46 his, attempts for 123 yards. His oh passing chart looked like a DeMar DeRozan uh, shot chart where <laughs> it was all pretty much all within 10 to 15 yards passing. So He's got tears coming out of his eyes. He averaged 2.7 yards per pass. Uh, Crazy. Yikes. Oh, my God. It's terrible. That's <laughs> unbelievable. And that's not even the worst the league had to offer. Um this week, but congratulations, uh, babyface, you did it. Um, I, although he has one more game, like I, I was asking, like the 18th game means a lot, and we'll get into the playoff implications later in the week. 
But um, really, this should have been the ending for Big Ben. Now he has to go to Baltimore. They're an underdog. And uh, we're going to sit through another like 12-10 type game, right? I don't love it. I don't love it. Anyway, FanDuel is making it all happen. When you refer a friend on FanDuel Sportsbook, that could be your ticket to Super Bowl 56. Yeah, that's right. Refer a friend on FanDuel Sportsbook. You're entered for a chance to win an all-expenses-paid trip to Super Bowl 56 for two. Don't miss FanDuel's biggest refer-a-friend offer ever. All you have to do is share your exclusive referral link right from the Sportsbook app. Once your friend places any bet of $10 or more, you both get 50 bucks, and you'll be entered into the Super Bowl sweepstakes. And if you or a friend has been thinking about joining FanDuel, now's the perfect time to give it a shot. You sign up with promo code against the lodge. You get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 and make every moment more this NBA season. That's promo code against the odds. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Download the app, refer a friend, get a chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 56 for two. Harry, you could do that. You're in Arizona. You download the app. I know you have, and you get a trip for two. Super Bowl 56. Not you a bad take, deal. You would take Ken or you would take Angie? <laughs> uh, that's a good question i think we know the answer right yeah, uh, Wait, yeah. Uh, yeah answer know. the question <laughs> minus 6500 I, I think i take ben kelly darren oh stop it stop make it. up ben kelly there we'll get to that in a second by the way i should read <laughs> I, we have a little bit of time here so i want to read um some email we got. you hear that ben you hear that ben he doesn't listen anymore. I don't think so. Uh, uh, hi, Cousin Sal, the Degenerate Trifecta. This is uh, Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Cousin Sal against all odds, gmail.com. We'll take all of them. We'll read some of them. Hey, Cousin Sal, the Degenerate Trifecta, Babyface, and Mikey Meatballs. I recently became an uncle and started a college trust fund for my nephew. I was able to fund this through Harry's advice. Quotes. Anytime Harry bets the over, uh, comma, against the SEC, <laughs> comma, or brings up an irrelevant statistic, I immediately bet against him and win almost every time. At this rate, not only will my nephew have a free ride through college, but we may be able to build a wing in Harry's honor. Thank you for all you do. Happy Harry capping. Roger from Queens. There you go. Yeah, Roger. Roger. That was nice, nice, Roger. But I will I, say that if it's an irre irrelevant uh, stat, the one that you didn't like, Sal, so much, he must have lost with the uh, – Going taking the Cowboys against the Cardinals, considering I said Murray's never lost in Jerry World. You never, you didn't like that one. So that, yeah, that being irrelevant, you would have lost that one. No, I know, I know it has something to do. It's like, hey, you know what? Kyle Murray probably had doubts going into the game, and then remembered that in high school he won in that stadium, and that made it. You know, it's like, oh, forget about Diggs. Forget <laughs> also, about also, be, also beat Dallas. The same there. Thing. Also blew out Dallas by twenty eight last year there. I get it. I get it. It's all right. Uh, do you, are you are you in line for a new favorite team already, <laughs> Harry? It's right under your nose. Uh, go with the Arizona Cardinals. You had a shot. You've gone through four I, favorite I, teams I, this year. I think I'm going to the Eagles. I think I'm switching the Eagles. Good. I love J Good. All of a sudden, I love Jalen Hurts. I don't know. Good. They won't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they'll be out in the first round. All right. Macari, Texas Bowl today, January 4th. I don't know why they I'm glad they do, because um, we had a lull from sports on a Tuesday. I can't take it. Kansas State, LSU. Kansas State minus seven and a half, 47 and a half. Uh, I'm going LSU. I'm taking the points here because um, I'm getting killed with the favorites for one, <laughs> except for the except for the semifinal games. But offensive line coach Brad Davis takes over for LSU. It's not uh, Brian Kelly era yet. He becomes the first African-American head coach at LSU, albeit for one game. The quarterback is transferring 
I still think they have a bunch. I was looking at the lineups and who's playing. They have a bunch of four-star recruits stack up against Kansas State's players. Kansas State's big wins were against West Virginia and Nevada. I think LSU has just enough offense to win this game. It's not like Kansas State's had big passing games over the last four. I don't think they eclipsed 300 yards down the stretch. LSU defense is where it's at. They averaged nine points per game down the stretch. I think in the last month, this is a 26-21 type game. Brother Brian, you'll take that because you like the under. Yeah, I'm going to take the under 47 and a half. So like you said, I mean, look, yeah. Are the backups at LSU still really good players? Yes, for sure. But in all honesty, look, we don't really know who's playing for LSU. They're missing. I mean, they're missing a ton right. of guys either through the draft, injury or transfer portal. They they actually have no scholarship quarterbacks currently on the roster. So they're either they're either starting a right. walk on, a walk on tonight or a wide receiver. It seems like is the starting quarterback. Uh, they're missing receivers. They're missing secondary. And, you know, the funny thing is, it's weird to think uh, it, like when you think back the last two years, it's weird to think that the Big 12 has somewhat become a defensive conference, right? Like when you think mm-hmm. about like Oklahoma State and Ballard, you remember the, those games always used to be, you know, 50 to 40, but now you're getting low scoring games between those those teams. And then Kansas State was always good defensively. Um, and then when you look at them, they've only given up 16 points per game over the last five. Um, and then LSU, you know, with these guys out, even at full strength, they weren't, they weren't good offensively this year. Right. Uh, with the exception of the Florida game. So I'm going to go um, under 47 and a half. All right. I've just been tooting my, my, I don't know if it's my horn, but about the SEC all along. Um, let's go. I mean, there's not much left. I want to go over. We're going to have trouble on Tuesdays. There's not good NBA action here, Parley Kid. I could throw the Knicks in there and then we'll pick the game and you're just going to take the Knicks, right? I guess this uh, looked like a good TNT game for Adam. Uh, last year, but what what the hell's going on? I looked at there's not two yeah. teams over 500 playing each other today, right? Wow, that's that is insane. Um, and plus, I probably wouldn't go with the Knicks tonight. They always <laughs> oh, really? str- they always struggle yeah. with the Pacers. And uh, but Sal, we're getting kind of close to uh, race for ten Tuesdays. Let's I do think. it. Yeah. Once once football's over, I think uh, or soon uh, we'll be back at race for ten Tuesdays. I would assume we are. We could jump. Um, we could jump back in. Yeah, we have to figure out a situation for Harry where yeah. he's not six seconds ahead of us or or four months <laughs> yes, behind. But that uh, is true. Or, yes, or, is or, true. In, or in Hawaii. Oh yeah, if Harry could stay away from Hawaii in February, that would be something else. LSU though, college hoops is some good uh, action here. LSU two and a half point favorite. They were one and went up to two and a half. Uh, 144 and a half against Kentucky dynamite teams in the sec here. Uh, I like LSU. I think they bounce back from the loss to Auburn. Terry Eason top scorer there. Kentucky. I get it. They average 92 points per game. Tough to uh, tough to squash them defensively, but I'm like this wildcat team at home, you know, January, early January game, 10 and three against the spread. They take care of business in the Bayou. Give me LSU. Polly Kid, which way are you going? Yeah, I'm going to go against you here, Sal. I'm going to take Kentucky. Um, this is a Kentucky's ranked 16th. LSU's 21st. Uh, LSU was on a 12-game winning streak before having it snapped to Auburn, pretty much because Auburn's the first good team they've really played so right. far this season. Uh, they do have one of the top defenses in the country, uh, surrendering only about 55 points per game, holding their opponents to about 40% shooting. So they do have a fantastic defense. But again, their strength of schedule to this point has been weak. So I think 
we have to assume that they are a good defensive team, but maybe not as good as they look on paper. Kentucky, as you said, they can score. Uh, they're five and one straight up in their last six against LSU. I think in this type of game, they're just more battle tested, having played Duke, Notre Dame, and UNC so far this year. They've seen it all already at this point in the season. Uh, they are a top rebounding team as well, have one of the top leading rebounders in the country uh, on their squad. So I think they just probably have a little too much, a little bit more battle tested at this point in the season. Let's take the points. Uh, here and uh, take Kentucky. I, might, I probably would even take them to win here. So, all right. You know what? I'm, I just realized LSU, LSU football, basketball. I put the money line. What together. do you think the student? Make what do you something. think the student body is more glued to uh, at LSU today? The football game yeah. <laughs> or the uh, basketball well, game? You don't. I mean. The best, the football team only gets to play in the Macari Texas Bowl, you know, once every dozen years. I would think, <laughs> I would think the student body is behind the the gridiron group. Uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, not a lot going on, but a lot for <laughs> LSU. All right, Harry Baylor in Oklahoma, man, how is Baylor so good again? It did it undefeated, They're laying twelve at home to Oklahoma over unders one forty. Uh, it's about the Groves brothers for Oklahoma. Are they going to play? I think they are. It looks like they're going to play. Everything I read says they're going to play. Tanner Groves averages 14. Um, Oklahoma has been led by their defense. I know Baylor's scary and they're deep and everything else. Oklahoma's defense is 28th in scoring. I think they keep it close. Baylor wins this game by seven. Harry, you like a blowout. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously Baylor, number one in the country, un- undefeated at 13-0. Had a couple t- close ones on the road, but at home, they're just rolling everybody. Every home game so far, they've won by 20 or more. That includes beating Villanova three weeks ago by by uh, by 21, holding them to just 36 points in the game when Nova at the time was number six in the country. Uh, they've beaten the Sooners six straight times. Um, beat them in Waco last year by 15. Like Sally, she said the team is deep. They're so balanced. they got seven guys averaging nine points or more. They're shooting 49% from the field. Oklahoma struggled in Norman in their Big 12 opener versus K-State on Saturday. They won by two. I think Baylor's in a class of their own here, and they win this game going away. Like I said, every home game by 20, make it another one. Make it another one. All right, Oklahoma, they play Auburn again coming up, but they, I'm trying to think, they lost to Butler like a month ago, and then they've been on a streak. Uh, I think they've won four or five in a row since then. All right, guys, let's do it. Sharp Tank. You've been doing well with these too, right? Oh, it's that parlay kid, that Chiefs, that Chiefs uh, Bengals. Yeah, does, still, does suck. still a head scratcher. But start us off here, parlay kid. You three will uh, pick a bet, and then I will jump on one of them. All right, Sal. Uh, let's. We're gonna go into the NHL tonight, and I'm mm. just looking at the line to make sure it hasn't uh, changed. We're gonna be taking the Vegas Golden Knights tonight over the Nashville Predators as at minus one eighteen. Vegas Knights are always my go-to team when I'm looking for a win. Uh, they're gritty. They get it done. Nashville's a pretty solid squad. But Vegas Knights at home, minus 118. I'll take it. All right. Uh, brother Bry, jump in here. What's your sharp Yeah, take? I mean, you said they'd been good. I mean, mine have been a little – mine have been better lately, but they were terrible before All that. Right. Um, I'm just lying. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go back uh, with the Grizzlies tonight at plus three. Huh. Um, I know I got them 
yesterday at plus seven and a half. I really like watching this Grizzlies team. You know, they're legit. They're peaking right now. They've won five straight, covered four or five. I, I don't think the back-to-backs are going to hurt them because they're they're a young team. Morant's, yeah. been, Morant's been playing at a ridiculous level. Bain has actually been like, talk about somebody who's just kind of come out Amazing. of nowhere shooting the lights out for them. It's been fantastic. And Cleveland, on the other hand, while they, I mean, they were covering everything um, up until a couple of weeks ago. Now they've been slumping a little bit. They haven't covered in the last four uh, they lost four of their last six. I mean, mm. some some of that might have to do with Rubio being out for the season as well. They also are missing some other guys here So um, tonight. So I like the Grizzlies, you know, even though, again, back-to-backs, but I like them getting three here. All right. Mm. Wow. Back to Imagine winning back-to-back games. It's hard enough for the team to win back-to-back, mm. Brian, but for yep. the win, a better to back a team nice. in consecutive job. games. All right, Harry. Try to top it. All right. Here we go. The PGA resumes this week. I can't wait. I'm pulling out the a couple. I got a couple here, but I'm going to go with one. But a couple real quick. Just so I, I do like Sunjay M top South Korean at minus 60. I was considering that one. Minus but 60? Minus 160. Minus 160. Minus 160. <laughs> New odds? Minus 160. All right. <laughs> but I found one better than that. Top 10 finish for Xander Schofle at minus 105. There's only 36 guys in the tournament. He finished fifth last year, second the year before, first in 2019. He had a final round in that uh, tournament, mm. a 62. He's fifth in the world ranking. Xander loves the course here at Maui and Kapalua. I'm going to take him top 10, minus 105. Man, I want to make fun of this, but it's you pretty like compelling. It. You like I just it. don't love when they've been off for months and months, and now we're just – but if he, if he does have history on this course – much like mm-hmm. Kyla Murray at uh, Cowboy Stadium. <laughs> I don't know what to do here. All right, Harry, I'm going to go with you here. Well, this doesn't pay off until Sunday, right? You're going to watch right. this more than you do football, which is very sad. It's um, actually it's yeah. actually a really it's a really good field. <clears throat> yeah, it must be, right? Yeah. And it's late. The golf is late there, so it's good. Yeah, this 36. is an interesting, right, tor- interesting tournament. Yeah, yeah uh, let's jump on. I'll do. Uh, I'm not ready. Darren, I'm not ready for the golf. I'm not Darren, ready for the golf yeah, to get going. Darren, again. I, too early. But too early. You might jump uh, on, Darren. Come on, no. By the way, Darren, guys, I, last night, I know last I had night, a Darren. historic streak of golf. You really did. You had a great <laughs> but I really, I'm not interested. I, I just you know stopped. Like I don't want to drag myself back into doing this. Darren, it's Hawaii. Just uh, it is Hawaii, Harry. I can't believe you're not on site uh, watching uh, with your own uh, naked eyes there. But oh. Paul, kid, what it'd be good for is Thursday and Friday, right? When football kicks back up Saturday, Sunday, you're going to want nothing to do with it. So make a Thursday, Friday bet. I think in this tournament, right? Because mm. there's not really anything. Uh, yeah, it's basketball and hockey. Yeah, but, doing those right. daily matchups. Whatever. And by the way, Darren, so. just a little little heads up here. Last night, I did put a little money on Sam Burns to win it. There you go. One of your guides, Darren. One of your guides. See? I I took Brian's pick last night. That Memphis thing was what a nice pick that was. That was sweet. I should jump back with Brian here. But all right, Harry, I will go with you and I'll I'll suffer until Sunday. Or maybe he won't make the cut. Is there a cut in this? No cut. No cut. Okay. Top uh, 36 uh, play. All right. I'm going with Xander, top 10. We're going to take a little break and we'll be back with Jen Piacenti. All right, here she is, fresh off, adding another three championship titles to her trophy case. That sounds familiar. That's something I did, too. Sports Illustrated and Extra Points Network fantasy expert. You can catch her on the Waiver Wired podcast and the Money Grab feed. She's our PPO of PPR. 
Jen Piacenti is here. What's happening, Jen? Hey, it was an awesome fantasy football season. And some people even still have championships to come. So I shouldn't say it's over yet. So, you know, there's still some things in the balance. These people that have to play week 18 championships, I just, my heart goes out to them because it is. Yeah, what, what's, what is that about? That doesn't take much. What, what kind of person has week 18 is like, uh, is it a junkie? Is it a football junkie? Because you're not doing, you, you, you leave it up to chance more than more than normal, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's people that are inexperienced or people that just love pain. Uh, maybe they're Jets fans and they're used to this kind of <laughs> discomfort. That's all I can figure. But some people, you know, they have the two-week playoff. They think that evens it out. Maybe in COVID yeah. it does. Maybe the two-week playoff is a good idea on that level. But you got enough to navigate with COVID this year. So uh, hopefully next year you all will end your seasons in week 17. I do understand the total points leagues going all the way through week 18. I understand that to an extent, but for the most part, these things need to wrap up in week 17. I just can't imagine like Joe Burrow has taken me, my team to a, to right. a fantastic year. And it's like, all right, now he's not playing week 18 and whoever else knows, you know, right. I, don't, I don't know. No Devontae like Adams. I mean, like yeah. who, who wants that? Yeah. Um, I imagine Najee Harris is getting a lot of thank you messages today after that late touchdown run. I imagine you, he's also getting a lot of death threats. Yes. Hey, yeah. Death <laughs> threats too. What was the worst? Because you end up, you go on Twitter after a game, like the last game, which it should be the last game of fantasy yeah. um, that the Monday after week 17 and you just see horrific stat box score after box score of fantasy games lost by 0.3 because yep. the other guy had Harris and I had, Chubb, uh, I'm not saying I had Chubb, but what was the best or worst story you heard from last night? I mean, there was one, this is terrible. This happened to Bill Enright at Sports Illustrated. Uh, I was really rooting for him. All he needed was, uh, he was nine points behind and the guy mm -hmm. had Nick Chubb and he had Deontay Johnson. He mm -hmm. lost by exactly one point. So there was that hope the whole game because Deontay Johnson was accumulating points and Nick Chubb was right. doing nothing quizzically that made zero sense. I feel like there was something fishy going on there, but it came all the way down to it. And literally exactly. It was like 128.9 to 129.9. And that was his championship. And he ended up yeah. unfortunately going home empty handed this year for championships. But you know, this year, I just want to say to anybody out there, if you made it to the semis, you did your job because there is so much variance and there is extra, extra variance this year. And you could have been eliminated. Like I was eliminated, ended up in third place in a couple of leagues because I couldn't play in the same week. Brandon cooks, Travis Kelsey and Mike Williams. I mean, mm -hmm. that's how I got there. So just pat yourself on the back. If you got to the semis. All right. If that's what you want to tell yourself, that's fine. That'll <laughs> get you through a day. I, Listen, I, like I, I still leagues. got a trophy. So I'm allowed to say that <laughs> you got, you got lucky. So that's all. Uh, <laughs> I might have gotten lucky. It's a lot of luck. I, I I brought this up yesterday, and to congratulate someone on a fantasy season is kind of silly. It really is. It doesn't. It's it's not worth. It. I'm not diminishing what you do, Jen. Oh, God forbid. But the parlay kid. You're trying to get. Up. You're trying to lose me my job. No, no, no. no. I want to no, have to go back to great. like singing and restaurants and bars. I would like What's to see more singing. <laughs> That's out not here, bad. That's not bad. <laughs> Harry would like a singer in every restaurant he attends. But no. Um, the parley uh, talk about death threats. Stefanski, I think a lot of people who needed Chubb to get, I don't know, at nine, 10 points are probably bummed out. But Parley Kid points out he doesn't get a lot of carries, Chubb, right? The Chubb hunt combination was the best for Chubb. And now that's not there. It's very strange to watch that. But did you notice that throughout the season as a an elite back, Nick Chubb doesn't get a ton of carries? 
He, he doesn't. It's really interesting. What he's really good at is his yards per carry. So he's really productive whenever he does have the football, right. but he doesn't actually get the volume, which is why he's a little bit right. hard to project when you're trying to decide where do I take Nick Chubb? Because the volume isn't really there. And what's right. odd is they kept giving the ball to Ernest Johnson, who is not Kareem Hunt. He's fine, but he's not yeah. Kareem Hunt. So I don't know what the point of that was, but that's another story. I'm sure you've Bizarre. all hashed that out already. Bizarre for sure. Uh, Babyface Joel Solomon, our producer, he started Big Ben in his <laughs> consolation game. Should he get kicked out of the league or should the league just disband altogether for allowing anyone who had Big Ben to make it to the consolation game? Uh, I mean, I think high. it's the league itself. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Babyface, why? I, I, there had to be 10 better options in Big Ben yesterday for you. I told I told you I emotionally uh, over overlooked things this week. And it was, a, I, I, I had Lamar Jackson. I, I texted Jen. I mean, my options were like, I'm, I'm not going to root for Ryan Tannehill. Like I, I couldn't do it. And I, I really did think big Ben would at least uh, put up 10 points, which, which I don't know, Jen. I don't know. <laughs> also, I'm the commissioner of this league. So thankfully I'm okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's, <laughs> you didn't say that. Uh, Jamar chase, Jen, is he the fantasy game performance best? I mean, I guess Camaro last year versus Minnesota, but for God's sakes, 11 catches, 266 yards and now favored to win offensive rookie of the year when it was Mac Jones's yeah. for the last six weeks. Is he yeah, number it, one in your book right now? Yeah. It was. So I, I do think, I think chase is, is probably the right pick here. Mac Jones is fine. Um, mm -hmm. he's been efficient. I mean, Mac Jones also did his part. I mean, they put up a 50 burger on Sunday. So it's not like he laid yeah, down, but he tried, uh, you know, Jamar chase is just so impressive. As you said, the 266 yards. And for those of you that had bonuses in your fantasy league, that is a lot of what made the difference. I know one person told me that his opponent had Joe Burrow and he had um, Jamar chase and he actually edged him out because of the bonuses in their league. So Whenever wow. leagues have that, it makes that extra level of complication. I'm pretty sure the person that had Joe Burrow is probably not happy about it. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm looking at here. Who gets your fantasy MVP this year? I think Josh Allen probably led for point for quarterback points in most leagues. As I look back, Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor. Who are you picking between them? I'm picking Cooper Cup uh, simply because of the value you got. You you could it's have gotten kids Cooper guy. Cup in yeah. the fourth or fifth round. Right. That's right. And his father, who would get him for free every year, now everybody else in the league said no more. Yeah, no more. Straight. <laughs> uh, I want to see. Let's do a quick snake draft for next year. Oh, you you do it. <laughs> who's who's one? Do you go Henry or Taylor? I imagine I'm gonna those go, are the first two. Yeah, I'll go Taylor mm -hmm. uh, because of health issues, and then I'll go Henry right after that. I mean, okay, yeah. And then are there? When, at what point do you start with a receiver or like the first five running backs or what do you take Cooper cup third or fourth? I think you could take Devonte Adams or Cooper cup, arguably yeah. third or fourth, if you really wanted to. Um, mm -hmm. And that depends on how you like to build your team. So a lot of people after this year, they're like, I'm done with running backs. I'm just going to pick up Cordero Patterson and Rashad Penny. <laughs> I'm going to win my yeah. league. I don't need to do this because they all got injured. Like none of them were reliable this year, except Jonathan Taylor, who even taught Taylor, took him a little while to get going. So it felt frustrating. Mm -hmm. But for people that took like Saquon Barkley in the first round, like, I yeah. mean, wasn't. Me. I think that was Harry's favorite team <laughs> at the time. I've, I've lost track because he's picked four favorite teams this year. Yeah. yeah, listen, we talk about it all the time. We're going to go over it next Tuesday, our futures bets. But if you bet 32, the starting 32 running backs, and some of them are shade, like we don't 
you know, who was, who was San Francisco starting? So right. well, whatever. If, you, if you go, yeah, right. Okay. So if you do that and you bet they're under projected yard totals, Bry, what was like by week 13, you had about 20 unders hit already, right? Without mm. even seeing the last quarter of the season. So <gasps> yeah, it's not fun the to numbers, root for, yeah. but it's not fun to root for. Yeah. It's probably not, but they don't factor injuries into these over-unders, Jen. Right. And and that's something you can't predict. And then you go and add an extra game to the season. So an extra mm-hmm. game of wear and tear. And then you go and add the Omicron virus and you might not even have a sniffle and you can't play. I mean, it's just a really frustrating situation to try to project running backs. I, I want to say, remember, um, we were talking about Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the season, you guys asked me who I thought was a bust candidate. And I actually said Antonio Gibson, not because I think he's a bust because I was a bust for where he was drafted. You knew he would get COVID in week 17. (laughs) I knew it. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But on a per game basis, actually, if you break it down, same amount of fantasy points as Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt was someone that you picked up in round five or six. So again, just talking about like the variance in the running backs, you know, you got the starting guy for Washington being the same as kind of the backup guy, on a per game basis for Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. The actual variance is what you have to consider too. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, you, you probably put in an extra, I know you, you devote your life to this, but <laughs> probably spent another eight to 10 hours each week just because of the COVID stuff. Right. Absolutely. It was a hundred percent because things would come out at the last minute. Then you have to go back and say, you try to catch all those people you recommended. I actually try to go back and say, wait, I said this, but don't do that anymore. I try to find all of those. And, and then you get up very early on Sunday morning because that's yeah. when everything comes in and everything's changing. And sometimes you even get last minute news the same morning, which is not good. Who's a, uh, a bust for you next Yeah, There's too easy to predict uh, too early to predict, but who would, who would be a bust for you? Maybe at the running back or wide receiver Antonio Brown. You think he still's got it left? I don't know. You I saw know, some things and, Sunday I didn't like. Antonio Brown, I feel like, yeah, there's probably someone that's going to take a chance on him. So yeah, uh, uh, I did too. No, he won't bust because you'll get him so late and then he'll come in and, and do something fantastic. Uh, who's going to bust? That's a good question. I haven't thought about busts yet for next I mean, Kamara doesn't jump out of the fir- first round yet, right? I'm trying to think of these no. running backs. Um, I don't he's think still he, in there. He actually, uh, again, if you go down to a per game basis, he's top five. But oh, really? So you you go him ahead of like Mixon mm. at this point? I think Mixon. Um, no, I would go Mixon first, but I do think Mixon's going to fall to the end of the first round because people just for whatever reason, they don't buy into it. And it doesn't make any sense because the numbers are there. And, you know, of course, there's, you know, recency bias. So Alvin Kamara mm-hmm. might fall because he hasn't done anything for anybody lately, as opposed to last year where he had that five touchdown game. That's, right. that's what people remember. They remember the last thing they saw. They're not going to be as hot on Nick Chubb, maybe, or even Dalvin Cook. Where was Dalvin Cook? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. He had so, some, uh, I mean, with the injuries and everything else, uh, his, his season flattened out. Yeah. And also with Kamara, you know, you don't, uh, I think Michael Thomas is expected to come back in like six or seven years. So you really (laughs) never know with that. Um, Well, Jen, this has been terrific. Uh, It's not over yet. You and Eddie Spaghetti, you do the waiver wired podcast, right? There's a lot of DFS in the air, right? There's going to be, right. You're going to, do so, our first touchdown pool, everything. Yeah, we, we're going to talk about, I haven't even told Eddie this yet, but he doesn't know it, but he and I are going to draft a playoff team together and we're going to play a playoff fantasy league. I've, I've yet to tell oh, him. Oh, that's really going to be fun. That's, it. that's fun. Yeah, we can all do it. I mean, like, should and I think everybody should, should do it. Should like do that. it. Definitely. All right. You know, Harry has jinxed. Um, you've seen the, the Golden Girls shirt. He jinxed Betty White. He <laughs> wore that just hours before her demise. <laughs> 
So, oh, wow. Scary. I don't know no. if you should be picking anything. <laughs> Jen, Jen, by the way, I know I think you did tell us before the season that you were in 15 leagues, right? 15 leagues? No, I think it was 11. How, how, did you, how did you wind she got up kicked with out. Champ, yeah. championships? How many? Three. Um, and I think like three third place. And then like two of them, I just got, there was no way I could come back. And the rest of them, I was, I, I made it to semis in eight of them. Wow. That's pretty good. That's, pretty that's all right. Well, like, kid, you just want a place but, in the County, right? Like that's it's all cheating. It. I write the <laughs> that's right. waiver that's article. Right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? Right. Why? How is that cheating? What do you well, mean? I mean, I write the waiver wire article for sports illustrated. So do you know how much time I have to spend Looking. I know, but it's still very a lot of you know a lot of bad breaks uh, this year. It's true, it's more than ever. But <laughs> I no, did yeah. I did a really good job in my high stakes league, which I finished second in. Unfortunately, I lost Derek Henry, lost Robert Woods, I lost TJ Hawkins, and we couldn't make any moves. But I did at the end. I remembered from last year I couldn't make any moves, and I picked up Ronald Jones. I picked up Sony Michelle. I picked mm. <laughs> like everybody. Of course, Ronald Jones. Screwed me, but Harry, uh, he screwed Harry too. He had the over in the yards, <laughs> right? Was that two weeks ago, Harry? Ronald Jones? Oh, that was awful. Yeah, two weeks ago when he had a 66 gen, got taken out with nine minutes ago, is over under a 70. Unbelievable. You guys, by the way, if anybody's playing a week at your team that's listening to this, uh, you should probably go get Keyshawn Vaughn, maybe even Le'Veon Bell and Derek Gore, because I don't think there's any reason for them to rush Clyde Orders to layer back in the situation there. Really? Okay. That's a nice thing. might play this weekend too. There you go. She's the best. Jen, Sports Illustrated, Extra Points Network. You see her on Waiver Wired uh, podcast with Eddie Spaghetti oh, who tomorrow. Is puppy? Oh, mine? I don't know. He's, uh, is he still there? I yeah, just saw uh, him. That's hey, Super Dave. That's Super Dave the dog. Yeah, no, he's not alive. He's, he's uh, we just Dave. kind of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He'll be there for the next 14 hours if you want to check in on him. But uh, there you go. Jen, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And, My uh, pleasure. Look, Thanks, so there, there he's up. He's just saying goodbye. We'll see <laughs> you guys on Wednesday for Waiver Wired. Yes. See Thanks, Jen. Thanks. Excellent, Jen. Thank yeah. you. Bye, guys. All right. There you go, guys. Jen Piacenti. Yeah. So, I mean, it was so hard with the COVID. It was, it was harder than last year, right? I just feel like, what did we do in fantasy? We had a backup plan for COVID, guys, but I think it would be announced Sunday. Wasn't it? I don't remember what we did. Yeah. I, th- I think we just allowed... Yeah, we allowed anybody. You could pick somebody up. Yeah, you could right pick someone up. If, but but I think like on Sunday, there were more cancellations last year, whereas yes. we knew like Thursday or Friday this year. All right. Hit us up at the shop. You could buy T-shirts. Um, Harry is not allowed to buy any uh, Degenerate Trifecta T-shirts, but uh, do that. The Extra Points uh, website right there, shop.extrapoints.com. You can play nice. our arcade. Harry, uh, bro, uh, Damashek was bragging. He thinks he's two games behind you now in the pick'em contest. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I had a, I, I gave up the Minnesota game pretty much against mm-hmm. Green Bay, so I, I had to make it interesting here in the last week. All right, it is interesting. It's always interesting with you. Uh, we will be back Thursday. We're going to be going over the Sunday, Saturday, and Sunday games. Lots of action this week. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for Mikey Meatballs, Babyface Joel Solomon. Jen Piacenti and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-